Welcome to Hit Podcast, HIT, Human Resources, Insurance, and Technology. I'm your host, Toby Kennedy. We are dropping into your feed every Tuesday. Like, follow, subscribe. We hope that we are a bite-sized, digestible, but very interesting curation of conversations and goings-on and machinations in the space. This week's episode is brought to you by Montage Insurance Solutions. And without any further ado, let's get right into it. This week's hit is a, a, a hit chat, a, a chit chat. And we are so incredibly thankful to have Milena Otero with us. Milena, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yes. Uh, Milena, I was trying to do the math. I think we've known each other for like 14 years, something like that. Something like that. Yep. Um, and I'm just, I'm so grateful to have you on and I'm, 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 I'm sorry to dive right into it, but I'm just, I'm so excited to talk to you for a lot of reasons. But if you don't mind, if I can ask you, can you just give us sort of the, the professional beats of, of your resume and kind of let the audience know a little bit about the, the chairs that you've sat in along your way? Um, well, aside from the teenage years as a sales rep, I've been uh, working in HR for about 24 years or so in different industries, um, for-profit and most la- the last 18 years in um, nonprofit. Yep. And since we have um, crossed paths professionally, your role has grown um, all the way up from, you know, kind of running the HR department to, you know, once they started giving those chief titles out, right, a yeah. chief of HR. And now, I mean, in what I think is a really cool career path, you're the deputy CEO yes. of a large organization. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know, seven, 800 employees. We support, so uh, Puck National is uh, its own entity, but we support Puck Schools, which has about 700 employees, yes. Oh. And how many students, how many schools? Talk to me a little bit about the school. We have 14 schools, about 4,500 students, and um, the t- we have a team of about 12 people in HR that support the schools. Yeah, yeah. And and now you are the, the deputy CEO of, of the organization that, that Correct. really... Correct. Learning the role. Man. I, talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, uh, going from human resource to the CEO, what, what does that transition look like? Well, a lot of it is the same. I mean, you, you have to learn different um, aspects of it, but it's all people. It's all um, trusting who you're working with. And so it it's, continues to be similar and it, it feels home, at home yeah. because um, we're still working with the same uh same people, same areas, a little bit of a different when we come when we look at finding out and learning more about people's work, I would say in their department. Yeah. yeah. And you're fortunate because, you know, the person that you're sort of stepping in beside with sort of in replacement has not only been there for a very long time, but, you know, just to shout out uh, Dr. Elliot, what a tremendous mentor. Absolutely. And she's a founder of the organization. So those shoes are super duper big to fill. Um, I don't think I will never fill them, but I will beside her, as you mentioned, and I will learn as much as possible from her and ensure that um, I continue her, you know, the values and vision that she had. Now, she is uh, the Energizer Bunny, and so she'll be around for a while. But in the meantime, I got one of those myself. (laughs) Yeah. In the meantime, I will be learning from her and taking all the wisdom that I can from her. Yeah, I, I like the way you frame it that, you know, she's got really, really big shoes and you may never fill them in, right. in a certain way. And I, I mean that in the spirit in which you intended it. But maybe talk to me about folks getting promotions and feeling overwhelmed that they need to fill shoes or. Yeah, I think we need to be our own. And um, I will never be Dr. Elliot. You know, Dr. Elliot is unique, talented, 
and um, she will be Dr. Elliot. She's a founder of the uh, co-founder of the organization, but I, you know, will have a, a different take to it also because we're not in the starting phase anymore, right? The organization has been around for a long time. It's evolved. It's been around for a while. And so I assume my role will be to continue to develop it, grow it with the same foundations. And so it won't be the same. And, um, but I do believe that we, the vision and the heart to it will have to continue because that is what's made Puck Puck. Yeah. And speaking of a great organization, I just kind of want to shout out the way in which you've gotten promoted. And maybe if we can talk about employers and organizations when they do it right, right? You get a little bit of like preloading before you just get tapped and said, hey, you did a good job at X. So now we're going to have you do this totally different job. Why? And good luck. Yeah, I think employers, but should set up and, and start looking about who they want to promote. But I also think employees need to run their own career. So I've always wanted to add value as a HR professional. And, you know, some I never wanted to be known as a paper pusher, although that is part of our job. But we want to add value. And so I always worked hard to try to add value to see how I could, um, you know, be part of the, the game and part of the strategy. And so I had to understand it. And um, so I believe it's twofold. You know, employees have to drive their own career but and find out what's adding value to the organization. And the organization has to also be awake to understand um, who those people are, who those people are to be part of the succession plan. It's because the learning curve, there's a lot lost there. And I think when you have a succession plan, it's so much smoother. You know, it was hard for me to let go of my chief of HR role, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, I love the HR role, but I have a great successor and there is nothing that I need to worry about because we planned and we grew and she grew and I grew and the team has grown. So I think it, it was, it's so seamless and less impactful to the organization when you plan and you're intentional about it. Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, at the, at the start of this conversation, we're sort of talking about you stepping up, but then yes. now you're acknowledging what you're stepping away from that void and who's filling it. So not only, you know, did the organization do a good job of kind of preloading you for your role, but then you in turn circle that back to the people kind of next to you that you're going to bring up. Right. Absolutely. And I think we give opportunities to others to move up. We allow them to shine in their own skill set. And it's not just one person that I think we need to have a plan for. It's, you know, I have succession planning. I have A, B, and C and down the line. And I think it's because you never know, people will change and go in different directions. And that's great. Um, we, we always want to support that. But we also have to always have a plan for the organization. So yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Because you're, you're talking a little bit about I want to be in the game, I want to be part of the strategy. Right. You, you're, you're meaning from my seat in HR, I want to get that seat at the, the, the organizational right. table, right? So I want to be known as the the expert in my area. And so I want them to come to me for those questions. And in order to do that, I have to understand the whole organization, where I fit in and how I can support them, especially in HR. There's so many facets that we can support. We can help with turnover, hiring, benefits, you know, teacher, I say teacher because we have um, uh, teachers, but employee retention, yeah. just how, what kind of culture and environment are we setting up? That is all huge because without people, usually, you know, we don't have a job unless we have all robots, we don't have a business. And so um, I think it's so important to, 
to invest in our people. And I've, I've seen you invest in people. And that's actually kind of the heart of what I'd really like to talk to you about because your, your career speaks for itself and the role you're in now is indicative of what a great you know, head you have on your shoulders. But one specific superpower of all the powers that you have that really stands out for me, and I've seen you do it over the years with multiple people, is the way you find people for your specific team, not just your organization, but your team, right? You mentioned mm-hmm. your 12 people earlier, how you find people, keep people, and grow people in a way that I have seen, I'll borrow a sports analogy, but you have these head coaches that have these assistant coaches that they go on to be great head coaches themselves, right? So they're yeah. coaching tree, the the folks that kind of came up under their wing and then were allowed to go fly and are now directors and high levels all over really impressive companies. So A, you're the bomb. Congrats. Thank you. And B, can you talk to our audience a little bit about, you know, again, just to reframe the question, because I went down a bunny trail. Sorry about that. But recruiting people, bringing them in, getting them to be a part of your team, growing them, and then maybe even as they transition out. Yeah, I love to grow people. I mean, I feel it's like planting seeds in our garden, and then they just bloom and, and have their own. Now, I have to say, I don't take credit for any of those people that have been so successful. Um, It's all their hard work. But if I could mentor them and accelerate their growth, like a coach, as you mentioned, right? So if I can teach them from all the the mistakes I've made and accelerate them two, three steps forward, I am happy to do that. I love to do that. I love it when they call me and they're, you know, directors, chiefs, you know, CEO, uh, COO for one of them right now. And so I just think it's um, amazing to see their growth. And I love that. And that's what fills my heart. But I think it's so beneficial to do that because people will give more um, we, we grow and we spread the wealth elsewhere and, you know, hopefully we are making the, this world a better world. And, um, so I, I love to do that. I love to grow and develop and it pays so well, yeah. you know, when I see them, uh, just flourishing. Do you have tips for how to do that? Like if someone out there is going, wow, that's really noble. I'd like to take a page from Elena's book. On how to grow people. I sure. would say, you find what their strengths are and you identify also what their areas of growth are. So capitalize on their strengths, continue to, uh, to develop them in those strengths, but also find their areas of growth and see how we can develop those areas, but really focus on the areas of strength. So if somebody is really good in, let's say in my world and recruitment, mm-hmm. then we're really going to put them in recruitment. We're going to develop them as much as possible. We're going to cross train because I believe everybody has to be cross trained. We're going to cross train in all the areas, but we're really going to develop in their strengths. And then, um, and, and put all the effort. I will share everything that I know. And even what I don't know, I'll connect them with the right person right. on that. Where do you see HR going, right? So you've been, you know, tip of the spear, growing people, making great HR practitioners. And that was true as of, you know, yesterday and to today. Talk to me about where are we going tomorrow? Well, first of all, I think HR people have been um, underappreciated, especially in this pandemic. A lot of them uh, held, were the last ones standing, right? Everybody's worried about mental health. Everybody's worried about um, overburdening employees, but we have to worry about that. So we're kind of, um, you know, the last ones standing and it's very difficult and it's hard, but where's HR going? I think we have so much potential to add to people's growth, to people's, um, to organizations and be really be partners with our, the executive team. And I think that HR 
team members, whether they're just starting or mid-level or high-level, really should drive their career and really show how they add value. We add value in many different ways, from finance to, uh, as I mentioned, to, to turnover, to to retention, which is great, to understanding the pulse of the organization and sharing that with the CEO so that we can, um, so it doesn't, you know, fall like a big bomb on a CEO and going, oh my gosh, I'd had no idea that we're having a mass exodus or any of that sort. So I think HR should be a lot more intuitive and I think we should use that. The paper pushing is necessary, but I think we should be more um, intuitive, more strategic, and we should really use that to our advantage. So I just want to point out for our audience that you're just talking, you're, you're just saying this is Melinda's perspective on things, yes. but you are someone who has made a leap that I think a lot of people want to make. They, you, you've gone from what you call, you know, the necessary paper pushing to carving out your strategic seat at the table to always, uh, all the times I've known you, we, we've had lots of clients that are similar size and similar industries, they don't always command the same HR team. You found a way to make your organization give you a nice beefy team, and now you're the deputy CEO. So I just wanna frame this question for everyone listening, that when Melanis is talking here, th- th- this is kind of her arc. And one thing I've heard you say more than once is kind of taking it upon yourself, right? You gotta meet the organization halfway. So if you're somewhere out there and you're thinking, this silly organization, they don't recognize me for how good I am, and oh, fooey, it's like, Maybe the organization does have a little bit of a blind spot, but I've heard you basically saying, I'm not letting you off the hook personally either. Right. And we have to, you know, CEOs and, and executive teams are busy and they sometimes don't know what they don't know. So we have to command our own career and we have to come and show what we can offer, our value. Um, we have to be the problem solvers. You know, if somebody has a problem, the CEO is worried about lack of sales and then what are we doing? Are we not hiring the right salespeople? Are we not writing the right job descriptions? How can we help you? Are we not paying well? Let's do some market research about what we're paying. So that's where we come in. And, and I think that we cannot be waiting for people to ask us. We are the experts. And as experts, we need to step up and show what we have and, and show how we add value and, ha- and show how we can be a partner. So nobody's going to ask us and nobody's going to run our career. We need to command that. I had Paul Falcone on uh, a few months back, and he said something that stuck with me. The most important conversations about your career happen when you're not in the room. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. You're right. People are talking about me and whether or not they're going to promote me or not. I'm not in the room. I don't have a chance to advocate. I had to do that before. I had to get right. on these guys' radar and tug on sleeves and do the right stuff before. Mm-hmm. Right. And and for example, if they are looking like, wow, we need somebody to lead this team. Oh, did you see that that person, you know, Joe is over there leading a great team. Let me tap into him. And But you have to do the work. You have to be doing the work. You have to be showing it. And you have to also toot your horn a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, come into your CEO and say, this is these are all the things I've done. Yeah. Um, and these are the things that I have plans. Are we aligned? You know, this is why. And so knock on the door and ask for, you know, 30 minutes and tell them everything that you have done, him or her. And you say, the uh, some people say, well, I don't like to be conceited. That's conceited. That's not humble. Not absolutely not. That's just showing that they've done the right. They've they've invested in the right person. Yeah. And these are all the things that you've done, and this is how you've moved the needle. And uh, they need to know that because CEOs are, again are very busy. CEOs, COOs, their financial chief financial officers, they're busy. So you need to bring to them 
reports and data that they understand in their language, yeah. right? So let's let's under, make sure that we don't bring it in the HR foo-foo world, as people have said. We bring it because we do add value. We bring it to them in actual data um, information that makes sense for them. I, I could listen to you all day, and I love hearing you speak about things you're passionate about. Yes. One thing I know about you um, from, from knowing you as well as I do, you're passionate about lifting women up too. Absolutely. I mean, I think as women, we have these, we all have unique su- superpowers, but I do think, you know, I am biased, I will have to say, but I know women best because I am a woman. And so I can speak about what I know. And I know that we sometimes are trying to be the caregiver for our family, our, our, our coworkers, our team, everybody but ourselves. And I think that, that um, there's a way to do all that if we sit down, think about it, take the time to strategize, be intentional, and we can do that. And we also, we don't like to ask for help. So I think asking for help gives others the opportunity to really shine. And so we need to share the wealth. And so I love working with women um, to share what I know, share the mistakes, again, that I've made, and share the the successes that I've had. And um, again, if I can accelerate their growth, then I would love that. Women are unique in the fact that we have a lot of different perspectives. We're very intuitive. And I think that if we can really balance out a team, and so, yes, I love working with women on that because I feel like we can really add value. They just have to understand how. And and you, speaking of, you know, lifting people up and and Mm -hmm. being a great resource, throughout your career, I've, I've seen you carve out time to do some HR consulting. So if folks wanted to, you know, tug on your sleeve a little bit, you know, how, how can they get a hold of you? Um, well, they can find me either, you know, through LinkedIn mm-hmm. at Melana Otero or, you know, through Instagram, Melana Otero 3. Um, but I, I think, yeah, they can just Google me. I love doing that. But coaching is one of the things that I really love. Everybody talks about, you know, coaching in, in different ways. But the way I see coaching is like, you just mentioned a sport. The the coach may not always be on the court with them, but they're showing they're they're sharing experience. They're telling them, okay, here are the steps that you need to do. And so that person has to go run and practice whatever the coach suggested and recommended. And they're going to find their own way, but they're going to be successful. So I love to share again my experiences um, because I have had some great mentors. I really have, and I appreciate my mentors. Um, I want to make my mentors proud still, whether they see me or not. And I also want to contribute to people's life. When I see somebody get promoted, uh, I feel like, oh, I, I contributed at least a percent to that. Absolutely. And anything that I can, you know, I am happy to help and support. And I and, and it fills my heart. Again, you know, my cup is full yeah. when I see others are successful. Yeah, no, you're it, uh, truly, I you're, you're coming across as the absolute wonderful person. I You truly, <laughs> truly are. One last thing, I think, if someone's out there and they're just yelling at the radio, like, yes, yes, God bless. Okay, you're talking about some great mm-hmm. stuff. What's something you would tell a budding HR professional if they were to, you know, find you at some conference and go, hey, you know, I, I'm really grateful to have heard you before or I need a piece of advice or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to grow in my career. How, how, what do you have for me? Well, there's a lot of things, but if I had to narrow it down to one, I'd say you take control of it. Um, I am constantly, you know, learning, reading, listening to podcasts, connecting with people because I continue to evolve. I we can't 
stay stagnant, you know, and so, and things are evolving around us. And so we need to continue to see what's out there, especially as HR professionals, things are changing. We have, you know, this AI, we have a whole bunch of different things that are coming up. And so how does that affect us? And we have to, perfect opportunity to be the expert and come to your CEO and say, hey, this is what I found, what would be good for, um, how do you utilize AI? And dangers of AI, you know, different things. But I would say to answer your question would be really invest in yourself and really have a strategic plan, set goals uh, to grow and develop yourself. Yeah, I love that. And that, that that has been the theme, I think, of not only your talk today, but what has made you so successful. And I love that kind of mix between mentoring, mentorees, and then personal responsibility and finding yes. that sweet spot. Yeah, absolutely. Personal responsibility is super important. Um, but that includes also, in, when you're intentional, that, in, um, you know, I heard a song and I'm not sure. If it's sing coming. it for us. I cannot <laughs> sing it. But the lyrics that I do remember is when you're succeed, when you're climbing up those stairs, turn around and come bring somebody with you. Yeah. Um, I think it's Tim McGraw, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and so I... I always think of that. Who yeah. can I bring with me yeah. um, to experience this? You know, even the just coming today, I brought two of my team members. Yes. And I think we should always, you know, take somebody uh, with us on yeah. the journey to explore and to learn. And we learn by exposure. And so bring a kid, bring yeah. bring a high school, you know, uh, somebody who is uh, just learning. One thing I do want to say to everybody who can is listening and, and does have an opportunity Mentorship is so important. We have so many students that um, are hungry for it. We have college graduates that have done well, have done great, but can't get a job because everybody's looking for experience. Take a chance on them. And I love that. I take a chance on a lot of people and they flourish and they grow. So really take a chance on people who have the right mindset, like they want to grow, they want to develop, they're willing to learn take a chance on them and hire them. And I would say that 99% of the time it has not gone wrong. So yeah, you're yeah. looking for some of those like intangibles that they bring to the table. You're yes. like, I can teach you X and Y, but you got to bring, you know, A, B and C to the table. Right. I am willing to teach anything as long as they're willing to learn. Yep. And I have seen that payoff. Even, you know, I've taught many HR people who've gone into different fields, nursing and some other fields. And but they were great while they were in yep. our team. And yep. I think they've learned some valuable skills that they'll take to their next career. I think everyone listening today has learned some valuable nuggets as well. I thank you so much for being on. That's all the time we have for this week. Until next week, make this the best week yet.